from our soundstage and auditory office to your hearts and ears across the globe. The following has been crafted with care for your listening ears. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. My name is Gondwani Mwase, Ethiopian-born, Canadian-raised, and proudly Malawian. This broadcast is on a bold mission to light up Africa, its sons, its daughters, and its allies, by telling undertold yet inspiring stories of extraordinary people. This season, we're doing this one country, one diasporic citizen at a time. Today, our hearts and ears will land gently in Windhoek, Namibia. Well, not really. They're going to land in Namibia via Western Canada. For you see, today's guest is actually a native son of Namibia, but finds his home, his life, and his career blossoming in Canada. Our guest is a Juno Award-winning vocalist, a drummer, and, and, and an educator, sorry. Garth Prince, welcome to the show. But before we get to you, I have to say that beyond his drum beats lie remarkable heartbeats, invested almost entirely in youth. For you see, our next guest is somebody whose work is impacting thousands of families and thousands of careers. He's quite literally shaping creative journeys for children on and off the continent. His colorful and fresh outlook is only eclipsed by the generosity of his spirit. Without further a ramble, but with a hell of a lot of excitement, let's get to my interview with Garth Prince. I am now online, virtually speaking anyways, with uh, Garth Prince, who is a, an amazing, amazingly talented artist. Um, Namibian-Canadian, uh, I will add. So you've got that hyphenated experience, which we'll talk about in a second. But as I understand it, uh, born in South Africa, uh, and it finds his, uh, his home, I think, for now, anyways, in Edmonton, um, uh, a vocalist, an educator, a drummer, and, and of course, a Juno Award-winning artist. So Garth Prince, thank you so much for being online with me at 54 Lights. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's so awesome to be here. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an awesome, awesome for for us and uh, and myself and and all the listeners, of course. Um, Gar, thank you for your time. I wanted to to, to jump in uh, right away and and jump into the music and the work that you do. But before I do that, because it's my inclination, I was just listening to a title track uh, of yours from um, from a title album, "Falling in Africa," but the title track as well. Um, I want to talk about that a bit, but before I go there, I want to ask you, um, I've described you as a vocalist, as an educator, as a drummer, um, and of course your your accolades in terms of winning the Junos and just being a successful musician. That's how I would describe you, right? That's how like that's how Wikipedia describes you. That's how like your 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 publicist describes you. I'm always curious to ask artists like there are all these different people describing you, your talents, your work, and kind of, kind of, in a weird way, compartmentalizing you in one place or another. But when I ask you, when I ask Garth Prince, um, like, how would you describe yourself and, and, and what you do in this world? 
Yeah, wow, that's a great one to start off with. Um, yeah, so for me, whenever, whenever I uh, describe myself, you know, I I always put community builder there, and the reason why I put those words there is, uh, in essence, I I left Namibia, moved to Canada, and music was a way for me to to try to sort of uh, find a sense of community here. Uh, in Edmonton, and also to kind of hold on to the roots that I have from back home in a way. So kind of trying to keep that that spirit alive. It's like a little flame of the way things are back home. Um, you know, we can't take all those things with us when we, when we move somewhere else. But music was a way for me to, to kind of keep it alive. And so with it, I created this a community of people around me that that have a similar interest, right? That want want to obviously hear the music. Some want to play the music, um, and so I guess that that that's why I call myself a community builder is because of you know I, it, it was pure selfish, you know, in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, you're allowed. Yeah. You're allowed. Yeah, you, yeah, but, but out of self interest. Yeah, it was out of self interest to just want to hear that music and i just said at the time nobody was was making that kind of music it's it's not on the radio in edmonton so i said you know what well, how what can i do and that's i pretty much was just doing whatever i could to 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 keep that music alive so yeah wow wow i i love that cuz you know a lot of what we talk about on this show with my guests or 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 co-hosts coming in is this idea of like the, the experience of somebody from the diaspora. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes beyond people who are from the African continent. The show is definitely focused, obviously, on the African diaspora. But it's the different ways in for people from Europe, for people mm-hmm. from different different backgrounds. They are also, you know, living a, a diasporic, as I call it, diasporic existence. And so what's interesting, if I can paraphrase, is that what you have done successfully, I might add, is you've you've brought home you've really brought home to to where your feet are right like you've brought your home feeling and energy through music mm-hmm. to your current uh, you, you know your current you know place of residence um, and I don't want to dismiss Edmonton as just your place of residence because I'm assuming it's home now too yes it's home as well yeah yeah it's home as well so so I, I'll, I'll ask you a couple questions on that thread. Do you feel that you've been successful in building that community by 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 creating that that energy of 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 home? Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, the other things, the things that came, the other things actually came after. People maybe like think of me as like you know the guy who won that Juno last year or this or that. But way before that, I already felt uh, successful. You know, I have these moments where I'm playing a show and there's that that feeling of what the show sounds like and i i almost have to to stop and just for a second it could even be in a rehearsal and just say man this is i'm back home right now and you know this is like we're in a rehearsal <laughs> you know but I, I i just feel like i'm i'm back home and I, I i sometimes stop the band and i say you know maybe we have uh back home we have very uh casual uh, hangout spots, you know, and this is what it sounds like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. when you're sitting and some old song that you don't even really know comes on and this is it. We've got that same feeling. And so, uh, so it's in that sense, I, I felt like a sense of 
success for me, mm-hmm. as if you know, I felt a sense of success, and it, it, it certainly doesn't hurt that you know uh, others, you know, audiences are like the music too. But for me, that's really what I listen for, and then I say, hey, we got to take that to the studio because I, I don't want to lose that. You know, can we? Yeah, can we take yeah. it? <laughs> you want to bottle it and yes. walk around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. want to walk around with it? So <laughs> I'm curious. Have you ever st- have you ever stopped a live show? For like and and sort of said, hey, this is, I'm feeling like I'm home now, or or is that strictly rehearsal? Well, I would I would say it after the song because I mean I've been performing for so long that I, uh, it's kind of like you know I don't want to ruin it for the audience you know in that moment, <laughs> but I certainly feel like you know because because for me I I haven't gone uh, back home a lot, okay. so for me it's it can be very overwhelming. So what sometimes I would just let the band play a little bit and I could just take that. That space and when nobody knows, but in that moment, it's it's just a sense of, uh, you know, uh, gratefulness or that oh. that I feel, you know, in that moment. And then I compose myself and I, and I get back in, and the band just thinks, oh, we're just kind of just part of the show. <laughs> just roll roll along, just building yeah. building suspense, building suspense. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like I I laughed earlier when, after I asked the question because you know for all those listening, it's it's kind of a silly well to myself. It's kind of a stupid question, like that you would stop the show and be like, "Oh man, that was great," and then come back, you know, like, like who does that? But, but anyways, obviously, I know you're a professional, so I like that you build suspense in the show. So now, when I come and see you uh, in, in one of your live shows, hopefully, I get a chance to do that. But I might, I might know that if you're taking a longer pause than normal, <laughs> that you might be, you might be composing yourself. You might be composing yourself. Um, the the uh, I, and I've I've got a series of questions here, but I'm not following my script which is probably a bad idea but i'll, I'll just go here because i love this th- I'm, I'm interested in this thread the the impact that you have on audiences on even the people that are part of your band or your entourage um because i've seen a couple of youtubes and it seems to be um contagious was one word i wrote it i wrote down um energizing rejuvenating and there, there's just like this this um emotive connection that I think that you have uh, through your voice, through your beats, through your sound. Is that like when you're a creator, are you trying to create, and I've asked this to a couple different creators and it's been different, different answers for different people, but it's Uh the same question ultimately. It's like, are you trying to create um, for yourself? So to, to, to give you yourself that feeling, are you, is it, is it a self, is it, is it a selfish motivation and not in a bad way, but in a good way, is it a selfish motivation or are you trying to create this energy for others? Like if if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, It's, it's kind of like a a two way thing now because um, uh, it's, I mean, it's obviously uh, my name that gets put onto the, the project um, because I, th- I I think it's it's because I'm the the lead vocalist. I sing the vocals, but I also start the ideas behind uh, the songs. But um, the the band members now we've built that relationship where even they can they can write. Uh, sort of like they here's something that Garth would <laughs> he would he would enjoy singing about this, <laughs> or he would enjoy this groove, and so yeah. kind of like that. So um, there's them as well. And then there's the, the audiences. Yeah. So um, how my work is different is I, I tend to work 
uh, in schools and perform daily. So I think from from before I used to uh, work sort of like um, in clubs and things. So I worked more on the weekends. But now I, I I'm busy. I'm performing Monday to Friday. So it's like we're talking 40 hours a week. So it's like I get a lot of feedback. So it's I feel like it's a two way. It's like a loop. So think of it this way. I have an idea. Um, I think it's a great idea. I think all the ideas are great. <laughs> and then I, I test it, you know, and I get to test it. Like I said, I could I could test it next week. It's, it's just that that quick for me. And I tested on a couple of three different uh, spots and they don't they don't like it. <laughs> then. I'm okay with shelving that. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's oh, so you're, hum, you're humble yeah. enough to 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 say no. That that didn't quote unquote work. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay. I'm totally okay with that because I feel like we have a relationship. Me and the audiences and the band, like all of us. I think it's not. It's just, it's all of us together. And so there are some songs. Falling in Africa, funny enough, is one where that wasn't one of my favorite songs whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I, I wrote that song coincidentally start to finish quickly. And it was a thing of just let's test it. And as soon as I, I sang it, people were, you know, the audiences were like, we want to hear that song again. And so I had to make note like, Oh, okay, this is actually an important song. And then I played it more. And then it, it just, it became the title track, but it, it wasn't actually the title track to begin with. So I'm okay with, trusting uh my team um but also trusting the audiences to to help decide like wow. which of the songs like which i mean the ones that they like because then it's just a it's just a, a better show it's a better album it's better because we kind of we voted you know <laughs> we I was voted say, for the song. <laughs> yeah. wow wow so that i mean that, that's a lot of courageousness there because i know that uh you know i've i've had the privilege of, of interacting with a few different artists and I don't know that I've ever, maybe it, I've never led myself to ask that question or in, to get to there, but that's, that's a really progressive thing and a, a high respect to your audience on that, on that one. So bravo to you for, uh, for being malleable enough and open enough, Garth, uh, to listen to your audience in that way. Um, I, I do want to take a, a, another, um, uh, uh, you know, double click in, in my, my world. Sometimes when I'm working in my nine to five, I say, Oh, let's double click. Let's look a little bit deeper into the audiences. And you just, you signaled to me before what I, what I, what I'd heard about um, you now perform in schools and you work with youth uh, to be frank uh, qu quite a bit now. And there was, a, and I believe there was an, a, an interview that you did where one of the reasons that you had framed it was um, about how kids would react to your, to, to the, to the music. Mm -hmm. um, so can you explain that to, to people who maybe haven't had a chance to listen to that interview and just like, wh mm -hmm. what was the, what was the inspiration behind you leaning towards uh, uh, working with kids? Yeah. So uh, we, Edmondson's out in, in Alberta and there's a, a very specific type of music that's that's mostly popular here. It, uh, I believe it's country and then after that might be like pop, pop music, maybe some rock. So the type of music I play would be very new for a lot of listeners here. So, but I, I, I didn't really care too much about that. I just, I, I thought maybe the novelty of it, I, I would be able to share it uh, anyway. So I played shows just the way I th I thought that shows would work, I just played what we called soft cedars, which were just theaters and 
that type of thing. So I we spent a lot of time on the road doing shows like that in the beginning. So that laid the foundation, maybe the first five years or so. And then one of the town councils asked me to throw a, a school show onto one of those shows. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so they said, you know, you, you're playing Friday and Saturday. Those are sold out. You're do, it's, it's looking great. But um, can you, if you, if you come a little earlier on the Friday, can you play at a school? And this was an elementary school, and it was what they called Division Two, so grade four, five, six. And so I, I mean, at the time, I had a couple of lyrics that I thought, you know, I can't really sing this in the school. <laughs> they weren't crazy, but it's just not something you're seeing yeah, in the yeah, school. Yeah, grade four, five. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. So scratch it out, scratch so it. So I, I, you know, I saw it was difficult conceptually, like to 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 try to make the show work. But we said, you know what? Let's just take some of our favorite tunes and just you know let's change the lyrics a little bit here it was only one or two lines and let's uh let's let's do it it's an extra show it's you know for us to play and um the thing about the uh, the audiences in alberta is they tend to especially with with hip-hop music with r&b with any kind of music that's outside of the country and pop they tend to just sit and and listen and uh quote unquote uh, uh appreciate yeah. <laughs> the music which was hard for me to get used to because uh, back home, I've, I've been doing music for many years in Namibia. And, you know, we gauge our success by how fast the audience is up. You know, that's how we gauge, like, are we good or are we not good? Like, was that a good show? Yeah. You yeah. know, the audience, how fast were they up? And that's kind of a, a almost like a tradition of mine. All the places I've always performed, groups I've been in, we were always able to do that real quick. So I was quite... Uh, surprised when we played the school show and the kids responded that way yeah they responded yeah. exactly the way that you would typically expect in namibia you know when we play this kind of music and and we were just so surprised because this was our first sort of like you know that kind of interaction and then after that we were asked to do another uh like an actual children's festival so we thought we could test and we, we had to play 10 shows in a week and we tried it and it worked every single time. And I, after that, I went back to the drawing board with a band and I said, listen, I, you know, for me, you know, the, the intentions I had for this, that building that sense of community, it, you know, with the music reminding me of back home, like these school shows reminded me more of that than say, you know, having, you know, there's obviously some benefits to playing um, adult audiences you know uh, like yeah. yeah there's obviously some benefits um so it was kind of like weighing all the pros and cons but i uh i have my own two kids uh, as well and they were really young at that point so i thought why not maybe do it for a few years and you know do it in essence for them too and share this music from back home with them and so i did that but um I, I think like both ways, how, how fulfilled I feel, <laughs> how busy it's kept me also. Um, I think it was, it was the right thing to do. And as far as it stands right now, um, that is something that I, I've learned a lot more about. And I, I, I can also see the importance of it because, yeah. because from the parents' perspective, um, especially obviously uh, African uh, immigrant parents usually come and talk to me after the show and say like, well, no, you re we really needed this um, at at the school, and so 
yeah, that's where I, I am now. I don't know what the future holds. What I do know in the short term is that we, well, not that short, but in the next few years, we are producing another uh, album for the, for that audience again. Um, yeah, we're still busy with, with that. But yeah, that's how I ended up there. <laughs> amazing amazing i love that story and it just it, it it really there's so many different important uh uh hallmarks of that to your point you know getting kids introduced to different types of music young getting them up and excited and enjoying music and the the just sort of the beauty and the freedom it is uh, that it allows them to to enjoy um i will though uh come come at you a little bit garth on this one <laughs> like i know we just met but i got to come at you a little bit is to say so I was listening to I was listening to your uh, like the playlist and and a couple of uh, as I mentioned a couple of interviews, but I was trying to listen to the music a bit more, and I found myself just in, in, in walking around and I kind of was I was I was grooving, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was it it had it, it it inspired me to, it compelled me actually it didn't inspire me it compelled me to move to groove a little bit, mm-hmm. and then and then I read, landed on this interview and you're like oh like you know like kids and stuff. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I've been I was rocking to this like <laughs> like a couple of uh, a couple of minutes ago. Like come yeah. on now. Yeah. So I I mean if if I could if I could challenge that and just say hey don't don't forget about the older crowds too because like I I definitely I found this energy and this freedom and maybe to maybe to your point also maybe it felt like it felt like home to me as well mm-hmm. uh you know i'm i'm a malawian uh citizen um but i, I but i'm on the other side of, of the canadian landscape in terms of being in in uh in toronto um but i i really appreciate you you giving us some exposure as to as to why you've leaned into um you know like i guess performing for for children and five days a week that's that seems pretty intense i don't know how you do that energy it's pretty but, it's but, pretty busy now. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say that um one of the things that I found about, and, and this might be also a question about, this is also a question about audiences as well, um, but some of the music that you have uh, has a, a bit of a mix of languages that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that finds its way in. Um, I think you've got um, some South African dialects. Uh, um, you've got some uh, um, Namibian one. You've got a couple of different, you know, Swahili. You've got a couple of different languages that show up in your music as well as yeah. English. And I think there's some French in there as well, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that one I'm not sure of, but um, a, can you, can you, can you, um, you know, tell us the different languages that you work with? Mm-hmm. And then the, the kind of the real question behind that is like, how did you arrive at that choice that you would put music out in different languages? And that has a mixture of different languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, A, the languages would be uh, first and foremost, predominantly the Namibian um, languages that are in the folk songs that I know from choir. So, you know, we're talking Herero, Kavango, Oshivambo, like any of those, Damara, you know, those are just the Namibian uh, dialects. And then uh, from there, I, I have done a little bit of the South African ones here, Zulu or Tosa, a little bit. Yeah for my years of choir, because that has been a big influence for all of Africa. Really, the music from South Africa was was well published. So we all got that influence. And then finally, um, uh, Swahili, Swahili as well. And to, to go to the like to the B side of that question, um, I grew up like uh, uh, kind of partly under the uh, apartheid 
system under South Africa. So um, I grew up in Namibia that became independent from South Africa and broke away from that legislation in 1919. I was about eight years old. So we had a very challenging transition, you know, because, you know, laws have been a certain way. It's not like people are just going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. But in in our family, um, we had actually lost our traditions, uh, cultures, languages, because um, there was a lot of leaning towards uh, a Western culture, Western uh, influence. And a lot of people didn't feel a sense of value of that because they felt like, you know, there's just not opportunity in it. It's just not, you know, it's not going to be helpful. So I, I felt like I had... I had lost all of that. Like I, I'd lost my culture in, in essence. And on the that record, the one that won the Juno, there's a track called Culture. And that that I think it was a big contributor to I think to the Juno win because I, I speak about that directly. And I say, mm-hmm. you know, how I lost my language, my culture. Um and then every like a lot of people connect to the song because you you can also, you know, a lo- lot of cultures around the world have felt similar, have had a similar history. But I was thinking specifically of me personally. I wasn't trying to, you know, speak on behalf of anybody else. I was just talking about how I felt personally. So when I moved to Canada, I had this renewed sense of wanting to find my African culture, you know, <laughs> to like mm-hmm. find it somehow and to to kind of fix some of those historical wrongs, you know, and, and I, I tried many different things. Music has been a, a great one, but it's like, um, I thought like if I was to be African now, because there's been such a disconnect, I couldn't just, you know, pick up a language and learn it and that sort of thing. So I'm in the end, I made the decision that in my day to day, in my community, as I work here in Edmonton, my relationships with people from these different countries is what is now driving a lot of this, uh, of this. So I have a, the, the author of the, the book that kind of goes with the album. Yeah. This is a grazing, uh, grazing back home. home. Yeah. So he's Swahili. So I let, I kind of let him lead. So I want to form these so-called friendships, partnerships with with people who still have that connection. Yeah. And sort of like lean on them, and they they coach me through the pronunciation when I when I sing, so it's a it's a good excuse for me to to contact my family friends back home that still have a connection with the languages and things, and to hold on to it. But I I just felt like it wouldn't make sense for me to to try to fully learn my culture now and this and that because it, it was already disconnected. So that's how I. I ended up sort of there with like, you know, I will sing any language. So Jumbo Buana has, for example, nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's a great song, <laughs> but it, it in essence has, it's it's not like a song you would really even hear. I never even knew it in Namibia, but I was playing some shows in Edmonton and somebody had recently traveled to Kenya yeah. and they said, you know, can you play the show for us? But, you know, can you, can you sing that song? Yeah. So they asked me to sing it, and I say it, and I say, you know what? This is a great song. <laughs> like, I'll take it. Song. I'll do it. I love it, and um, I shared it with the the, the writer uh, Teddy Kalanda Harrison um, back home in Kenya. He's he's, yeah. he's there, and he he loves the uh, I guess the arrangement, like the. I was going to say, is that, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll call it an interpretation. Like I don't yes. yeah, arrangement, but arrangement is the right word. Sorry, yeah, like, uh, yeah. And from so, a pro. 
I yeah. shared it, and he's he's sending me some of his other songs. He's like, can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so I think like right now, Aww. what I'm saying is like the, the reason I do it now is is for those relationships. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. What I yeah. said before, it's, you know, but I just didn't think it would make sense for me to, because I am in Edmonton. I'm not going to be able to, like for my my culture that I lost is Herero. And that is lo- another long story, that, yeah. you know, yeah. but that's what I lost. And it's not easy to, to kind of reconnect with it now based yeah. on where, where I am geographically and everything. So I, I went this direction of like, what are the people who, who are the people around me right now who yeah. have a connection and how can I sort of give them a voice, you know, give their language a voice and that sort of thing. And then that way it sort of built again, this community around me where, you know, we're just having a great time together, you know, that's isn't that pretty much it. Yeah. But isn't that interesting that in, in doing so, and thank you for that response. Sorry, I blew past the thank you for that. Thank you so much for that response. It's so really thoughtful and um, 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 precise and profound words. Um, but I was going to say, like, isn't that interesting that in in you sort of building anew, um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing probably in the wrong way, so I apologize if I'm misrepresenting your words, but in 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 you building a new building this new community building this this new um sort of way into music and interpretation of the language um you know in that particular track you found your way back to the original author yeah. of it in Kenya yeah. so in a weird in a weird way you building something and and giving it life and breathing imagination into it in Edmonton somehow metaphorically speaking, pulled you closer to, 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 to the continent. And in this case, Kenya. Absolutely. Yes, it is. It is quite fascinating uh, to live in Canada for that reason. Very reason Edmonton, because it is a bit smaller than most cities. um, We have a lot of that here where I learn a lot more about other um, parts of Africa here in Edmonton than I could ever have done back home because back home, you know, the borders are there, you know, yeah, <laughs> we're kind yeah. of separated. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I have a, I have a, a cousin um, who is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Zimbabwean, um, but is, is, is uh, found as, is, is he's lives in, in, in Windhoek, uh, if I'm pronouncing yes. it correctly, yeah, but yeah. In, in, yeah, in Windhoek, Namibia. And um, and there's quite a lot of Zimbabweans I know who live in uh, Edmonton. So I don't know if Edmonton is the like little Harare or little Blantyre. You but know, maybe I you'll find think, a. You know, I have been thinking about that because I, I agree with you there. I don't know if it was in the last ten, fifteen years, but I, I did notice that because it it happened shortly after I'd already begun on this other journey, you know, of yeah. mine. So I'm I'm on a separate path. But I'm well aware a lot of the really great uh, musicians actually are living here too. I don't know if you know that, like guitar players that yeah. used to play for uh, Tuku, Oliver and Tuku. Yeah, they they live here, and I, I don't know why, and and I, that's still a mystery to me too. But I I'm I'm aware of that Zimbabwean uh, culture here in Edmonton. Yeah, and I have well, some they've friends been... too. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic! I know I know some of them will be really excited that I've spoken to you because they 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 have. Um, a, they have kids who, who I think introduced them to your music and then they're like, Hey, this is music from home. And they just, yeah. they jumped on it. So it's really, really amazing. Um, listen, do you have like maybe two more minutes? I know yeah, we're yeah. over time here and I apologize. I'm, I'm good. That. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> fantastic. Off. So it's spring break. Yeah. I was going to say, I, said, I, took, I forgot about spring break. Cause I, I, I thought, oh. you know, 
as soon as I can talk, you're late. Summer, you know. But I'm like, oh, there's a spring break too. <laughs> so I'm okay. in, my, in my head, when, when you said Monday to Friday, I'm kind of like, oh, oh no. this is like for those listening. I don't know when this will come out, but this is not a weekend. And Garth has found time for me, so I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, he's got to go. He's got a gig right now. Um, but no, that's uh, that's that's uh, I appreciate. I still appreciate the time, and I want to respect it nonetheless. Um, so a couple of questions, and I, and I should have probably started with this, but um, with these last two, but I'll, I'll, I do want to ask these last two. Okay. One is, um, and it might be a little bit obvious, and you may have already responded to this, but you said you've, you've been back to Namibia a couple of times uh, in the past little while. So maybe you don't go like every year or whatnot. So, you know, just, just, but, but it seems that Namibia and home really finds its way into your music do you find that that penetrates and radiates throughout your life do you do you um do you or do you consider yourself i guess this is the this is maybe the other side of the question do you consider yourself a canadian namibian or a namibian canadian or uh, a canadian or a citizen of the world like sometimes mm-hmm. like i i do get frustrated with this like oh how do you situate yourself oh i'm an italian canadian or a malawian mm-hmm. canadian or a like it's sort of like don't put me in a box. Yeah. Um, I'm just a musician. I'm just a, just an educator. I'm just a community builder. So, is there a part of you that feels that you would put like where does Namibia fall in that in that mm-hmm. Garth definition? Yeah. So the 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 interesting part that's a that is a, a good question, and the interesting part I think you know speaking to that question is is how it shifts over time. So. Um, at a certain point in time, you know, I was, I was, I think when, when I started on this path was right at the beginning, I was so tied to Namibia and it it was, it was, it was like a sense of loss, you know? So I, I was trying to hold on so tightly to that, that um, I, I just wanted to be Namibian completely. I didn't, you know, want the music to go any other way. But over time, um, as all things, you know, you know, it, it felt better. Like, I, I, I love being in Edmonton. So I find now, even with the new record that we're writing, that now is the first time I'm really just, just writing. You know, I don't really, I'm not really thinking about. So I, I write first and then maybe I, I analyze after you know, and yeah. say, okay. And then in, in analyzing the music that we're writing now, yet sometimes it will be a song that comes out of me that is just, okay, yeah, it's obviously Namibian, but, but sometimes not because let's say uh, Caribbean culture or whatever is around me here, because Edmonton is it's in itself a melting pot, which I, I love being a part of. So, I joke with the audiences and I say, you know, people ask me, where are you from? I say, I'm from Edmonton. You know, that's, that's what I say now. And you know, what is it? I've been here since 2008. So that will, you know, it it will happen over time. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe in 2008, you, you wouldn't have said that. No, definitely not. So I think 2009, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But now 23. Yeah. 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 So I'm just saying, so nowadays, um, you know, it's, it's a gray area that, and, and I'm okay with it. With the gray area, I'm I'm fine. I don't. I'm not too specific about that stuff. You know, I'm I'm not too much. Um, but that being said, uh, when I went back to Namibia in 2017 to 
test the material before I put it on the record. By the way, we also recorded the voices of children in Namibia to put on the oh. record. So I think that when I did that, the boost that I got was like, it's, you know, indescribable. Like it was just like that boost. It gave the record. And for me too, when I listen to the record now, it, it has that real special sense because I, I can hear some of the recordings of kids from back home. I can hear them and it's got really good memories. So I think that will always be a part of our process. We might not always record the voices of the kids, but I will always, even in the production of this record, I'll go back and, and make sure, I, even if I can test it with the audience and see, you know, how are you feeling with this? Because we really love music there. So I just want to get a little bit of that, that feeling, you know. So, for example, Falling in Africa, a friend of mine back home added a dance move. That's the, that's that's the dance move now, you know. He's like, and I didn't even think about it. He was like, as soon as I started singing, he's like, this there's something missing, you know. The yeah. move, you know. Yeah, the yeah, the move. move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the move. I was like, I didn't the even move. think about that. But now it's the move, right? So I'm saying that I think, like, it will be a part of the process always. Yeah, it will always be, I think, yeah. I, I typically would have started with this on Garth in terms of, like, what got you into music in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so... But now I'm asking it at the like the, the, the tail at the end of the interview, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of it feels backwards, but actually it feels apropos. So, what what got you to this place? What got you to pick up the mic? What got you to pick up the, you know, the the song sheet and 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 express yourself in this way? Yeah. So um, I've been referencing back to Namibia and the fact that I sang in a choir and all those things. But there was a time when, um, as a young kid, I wanted to make music and. I think uh, Namibia had been shut off from the world um, because of the apartheid system. They only, only certain things were on radio, TV. So we got this big inf influx of, uh, of black music, you know, mm -hmm. and that it was, it was like, okay to be black, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. good, like with the music and stuff. And we got that big influx in, in the nineties. Right. And at that time it was also the peak of sort of like, Black music was 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 really popular uh, then too, um, so we were getting you know music from boys to men to you know all of that stuff. It was just coming and it was just coming and so just popping in, it, right? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was always yeah. year after year. If it wasn't hip hop, it was R and B. It was this, and so I think that was what sort of you know as a little kid I was just like, oh, well, I look like these people. Maybe I can, <laughs> maybe I can sing too, you know. And so everybody was. It was, it was, everybody was, was, was that way. So when I was coming up, if I said to somebody, Hey, I have a demo of a song of music, the, the most common response I would always get from other people is like, I, I also have a demo. Here's my, <laughs> like, it, was, <laughs> it was quite rough, man. And you know, it was like, we all had these, like everybody was making music, you know, yeah. it was like the, the normal thing to do. So I think like the choir definitely put me helped. more in a professional sort of in a professional stream and helped me to develop some other skills that I have now. But I think that that, that is, is, is kind of where it started. And it's kind of like come a bit of full circle because when, when I was at the Junos last year, I met some of like, like, I don't, Maestro Fresh West was the, uh, um, he's, he's one, he's, he's one of, uh, Canada's pioneers in hip hop. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yes. look at you, look at you, <laughs> so, me, so, me, me, the old guard. He may have been one of the tapes that inspired the the the, the music that, yeah. that inspired at that time. 
yeah so the fact that like it came so full circle for me because we we talk now and so we met again this year and we were talking and i was just saying that that's actually if it wasn't for what what they were doing like black kids around the world you know especially coming out of we're talking apartheid where you know before it was really frowned upon black culture and that sort of thing within that culture but like with the music it really just burst it wide open for us and just made us made us feel comfortable in our own skin so yeah. i think that that just the fact that i that i am in canada and that um i'm able to be part of a, a culture like this here in in edmonton so i think it's gone quite full circle now for me and so now potentially i'm looking at more collaborations like that too like as we as we move on because like i said i've been here long enough to to want to do some stuff like that but yeah oh, i think man. that's where I, if I had to be honest, it's just, you know, it's those guys, the boys to men's, the, oh, you know, man. like, the, you know, they did it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know what? It, it's so funny. It's so funny. Well, we can blame them. I was going to say we can blame them, but we can thank them. No, really. I'll thank them. I'll thank them. No, yeah. Definitely, thank definitely. them. Yeah. yeah. What, what we can blame them for is that people like me would have said, I would have been that guy with no voice talent whatsoever. <laughs> and I would have said, I also have a tape that, that, that was me. But uh, like my career, obviously, it didn't go far. Um, Garth Prince, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't thank you enough for, for making the time for me, for us. Um, I, I have to let you go on this one question, which is sure. um, for, for some of our guests, uh, and this isn't, I'm going to see if I, this can work in a, in a fun way, but I'm trying to let our guests lead the journey through the African map, the march through the map. So I'm going to ask you, um, and I might have to fix this in post, but I'm going to ask you, where should we go next? So after this episode airs on uh, the Namibian Canadian, who's now a Canadian Namibian, who's now an Edmontonian <laughs> Can Canadian. No, I'm yeah. kidding. But yeah. where should we go next, Garth? What country would you like us to visit? And, you know, possibly would you love to go, go and visit? Yeah, that is a good one. So I have visited a few um, the neighbors, right? I've always visited kind of like the neighbors. But I, I think looking back at our conversation today, I am curious maybe if we can look into the Zim factor here in Edmonton somehow, if that is possible. <laughs> if there's somebody, an artist out here who can talk about their journey, if that's if it's possible. Talk about the journey because I, I have been curious about what is drawing <laughs> the people from Zim to to Edmonton specifically because I've seen that community grow. So that would be exciting for me to know about because I am such a, a proponent of my, my own little community here and knowing more right. about the city, if it's possible, or even if well, we can speak at large, you know, to but, Canada, well, you, I'm fine with that. So <laughs> listen, I love that. I'm going to ask you for a secondary answer because <laughs> I don't, I, I am not sure I can find, because okay, I, okay. I, you know what? So the reason I say that is actually, it's so funny. The people, but I'm, you know, Tembi, if you're out there listening, I got, I'm going to come find you and I knock on your door and say, I need to speak to you. But she is in Zim. I have some really close friends in, in, in Zim. Um, a bunch of people will rattle off some Zimbabwean <laughs> names here, but I won't. Um, is that I've got to ask them. So if it is possible, I'm going to get to somebody in Edmonton because there is something going on in the water there. Yeah. And when I used to live in Montreal, there was a big Zimbabwean community. I had never, I, I lived in Montreal for like 20 some odd years. Garth, I'd never met a Malawian or Zimbabwean outside of, of home. Yeah. I go and I find this one job downtown Montreal 
all of a sudden, this person's Zimbabwe, this person, this person, this person. Wow. There was like 20 of them. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe. I literally am in, I'm in, you know, little Harare and little um, uh, Bloweo. Like it's, it was just amazing. Yeah. And then, but uh, I don't know what year it was. It was around the 2000s. They all moved. And uh, they all moved to, to Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. All of them. That's... All of them. It was crazy. One left and then it was like... And I was like, where are you going? Oh, you Edmonton. Where are you going? Edmonton. Where are you going? <laughs> What's going on in Edmonton? It's, so, uh, so uh, there, yeah, there, there is enough yeah. for me to, to work, to, to work with there. But if yeah. there's another, if there's another country other than that, uh, give me your, give me your plan B yeah. and I'll see, I'll see. I need a plan B on that one. I have to say, and because none of them are musicians anyways. Not that I have to speak to musicians. But. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't always like focus on just the, the musical aspect of, of the oh, continent okay. because um, uh, because there was a, a country uh, that I visited once that was that was so unique and I I'm just I just out of curiosity wondering what is happening it was Swaziland I don't know if you know. oh yeah okay. so I visited there many years ago myself and it was just such a trip and it was so beautiful that I mean I never got a chance to go back there but I am. Mm. And because it is, in essence, somewhat of a country that seems to be within a country and so on, I think it can be easily forgotten. That's why I would yeah. put it as my my second one. But yeah. just out of curiosity, I'm wondering what is happening, if there is anything happening there. Like, what what's, what's happening? Um, I'm just curious, I guess. <laughs> Garth, that is amazing. So listen, of two things. One, you give me... A hell of a lot of homework to figure out what's, <laughs> what's going on in Edmonton with the Zimbabweans in particular. Yeah. So number one, thank you, but not thank you for that one. Uh, Swaziland as well. Interesting thing is, I uh, and I, I this is this is complete ignorance on my part, but I don't know when, but I think they changed to Eswatini. What? I think they changed their name to Eswatini. But I'm gonna double. I'm gonna double check that. But I do. I do wow. have somebody who I actually met in Swaziland. Uh, so not in Swaziland, but but from Swaziland. So that, yeah, and um, an absolutely amazing gem. So you heard it here first, folks. We are either going to find a Zimbabwean artist in Edmonton because I have been tasked to do that for my amazing guest Garth Prince, or we will go to. Eswatini slash Swaziland for our next show. We're not too sure which one it'll end up happening. Wow. Garth Prince, for your time, for your energy, for your laughter, for your music, and for your community building, I thank you immensely from the bottom of my heart, and I really appreciate the time. No, thank you for having me. It's, just, it's been a blast. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. fantastic. <laughs> Folks, I will put this in my intro, outro, but if you want to find out uh, more about my amazing guest, please go to garthprince.com. It is his website where he's got access to not only uh, the albums, but the work he does, the community stuff he does. Um, but go there at your own risk because you are going to dance, whether you're a kid <laughs> or whether you are not. Garth Prince, thank you so much. Thanks. So there you have it. The conversation continues. From time to time, we do change up the music on this show, and today was one of those exceptional moments. So I must say, 
Music for today's episode was composed, enjoyed, and played with permission by our special guest, Garth Prince. Whether you're listening to this for the first time or finding this as a matter of habit, please be sure to follow and forward us on to friends and family. You can do that from wherever you do your listening. And of course, if social stirs your soul, please find and follow us on Instagram under our handle, Proud54. Thanks again to Garth for joining us. Thanks again to you for lending us your ears. I can't wait till our next episode. Until we meet again. Shooting star lying in a meeting.